0: Welcome to The Unfiltered Mom. I'm Elizabeth Lewis, and alongside some of my dearest friends, we've created this show so women have a space to have unfiltered, extremely raw, and insanely real conversations. Nothing is off limits here. This space is for moms who want to talk about everything, to dive into conversations we all deeply desire to have, but fear what others may think of us. This is your invitation to pull up a seat in a judgment-free zone and have a little heart-to-heart. Now, let's get unfiltered. This is a Soulfire production. In this episode, we're talking about the heartbreaking and beautiful parts about friendship. Most of us have endured a friendship breakup that shook us to our core and forever changed us. It's a whole entire grieving process that no one prepares you for. Brooke shares how friendship comes with risk and how sharing one vulnerable moment in a friendship can open it up to something you never even imagined. Sometimes putting yourself out there is necessary in order to find your people. Then Charmaine talks about judging one another. She said, I can't judge you as a mom without judging myself because I'm not perfect. We all felt that deep within our core. So if you're ready to have an honest and real conversation about friendship, pull up a seat and let's get unfiltered. Welcome to The Unfiltered Mom. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis. And this week, we are talking about friendship and all the things that come with it, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, and actually how hard friendship is and keeping in contact with people and being intentional. And when friendships don't work out and you're grieving that whole process and friendship breakups and all of those things, we really wanted to dive into it because something that we've heard a lot in DMs uh, through Detroit Mom is moms really struggle with friendship. And I think the part, you know, I've had my fair share of struggled with friendship when it comes to just life things. And I think back, I know we talked in previous episodes when I was going through a lot with my mom, right after my mom died and with my dad. And just recognizing like what kind of friend I probably was at that time, even though I was going through a lot of stuff and dealing with a lot of stuff, I don't think people are always as understanding. They're not like, oh, she just lost her mom. She's going through all of this stuff. Maybe I didn't call people back or I wasn't I wasn't showing up for people in the way that they wanted me to, or even in business, right? Like I think that's always a hard part as an entrepreneur when you have when you employ people that become friends and like how hard the separation for that is and what it looks like. And so I think that's the thing is we really wanted to dive into that. And you know, I had a conversation earlier today with one of my one-to-one clients, and she was talking about losing a friend. And she only knew that friend for a year. She only knew her for a year and she felt like she shouldn't post something or, and it was five years ago, this friend passed away because people are like, Oh, you've only known her for a year. You should be over it by now. It's been five years. It's been this, you know? And so I think that having that conversation about it doesn't matter how long you've known somebody in your life, period. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you knew them for two weeks for a month, for 10 years, your whole entire life. It really boils down to how that person makes you feel when you're with them or how they show up for you or the things that they do for you and, and really how do they see you? And so, you know, I have friends like that in my life that I've known for a very short period of time. And I feel like they understand me far more than the people that have been in my life for years and years. And so I don't know what anyone else is, if anyone wants to jump in and kind of talk about that, you know, the hardship that comes with friendship in general and how we perceive it. And just like, just in general, how much work it is, especially as a mom to maintain and keep healthy friendships.
1: Something that you said really resonated with me too, Elizabeth, you said, like, it doesn't matter if you've known them two weeks, it doesn't matter if you've known them a month. For me, a friend is a friend is a friend, right? Like, it doesn't matter, like, if you just met them, now you're going to have, like, different levels of friendship, right? Yeah. So you have, like, short-term friends and you have long-term friends. And I feel like in my life that I've gone through, like, different seasons of friendships, Like I've had my very best childhood friend that I've had since I was 12. And then I have my friend that I've had, like that we're really close, that we've only been friends for like two years. Like, and then I've had friends that we had friendships for four years, but then we broke up, which I'm sure we'll talk about friend breakups soon. But for me,
2: a friend is a friend is
1: a friend. Go ahead, Charlene. I want to hear what you have to say.
2: I was going to say in regards to like meeting newer friends versus older friends, I don't think it's that they know you better. It's just that they know you now. And so there's not Mm -hmm. as much BS and history that they have to climb through. So of course they get the now you like so much better. It's not that they necessarily know you better. They just know you now at the space that you're in now. And you'll just be able to interact with them differently than you will some of your older friends. Cause I have some older friends It's some shit we don't talk about because you're not on that level. I still love you, but you're just not on that level. And you don't, you don't get me now. And that's not where you're going. And I'm okay with that. Like you can stay where you're at. I'm fine. (laughs) So would you say
3: that you're close? Like you can get closer and deeper with people now, like newer friends than with
2: older friends. So I've had the same my vault friend, we have been vault friends for 10 years. And I'm honestly not really making new friends because she's growing and evolving with me. Right. We're kind of Mm -hmm. on a similar path, Mm -hmm. but anybody that I meet now would definitely get me more than someone that I knew before my vault friend. Did that make sense? Yeah. What is a vault friend? I was going to ask the same question What's a vault (laughs) friend. So a vault friend is a friend that has all receipts, period, point blank, the end, all receipts, everything that you say that let's say you make it big and famous one day. and It's not like I talk, but if there's certain things that, you know, you talk about that it's like, it was a thought in my head, or maybe I can process. There have been some things that she has been through with me throughout life that has made her a vault friend. Like if she stops being my friend, I would have to kill her like that. <laughs> <laughs> not literally. Cause like, if she turned up <laughs> dead, I don't want nobody coming to get me, but, and she feels the same way. Like there are some things that we have shared and some things that we have been through within our relationships and within life to where I don't want everybody knowing that because those are real vulnerable yeah. moments and it's not easy for me to be vulnerable And so if you go off in these streets and talk about my vulnerabilities, I'm going to have to end you in high parts. So to me, that is what a vault friend is. When you have somebody that you can be so vulnerable with and you're not afraid of them going back and spilling all of your stuff and you just have this relationship where they just get you. I would almost say, you know, when they talk about like soulmate, she is my soulmate, like Mm. And it's just so funny how she and I met, like, it was just like, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't necessarily looking for a friend, but yes, she's my vault friend. She has all the secrets. (laughs) I love that.
0: I do too. Yeah. I'm curious, like how many, you know, I have like a handful of really, really close friends. And sometimes I feel like I share, I I like to go like deep really quick. So like I share way too much, I think with too many people, like I'm so guilty Mm -hmm. of that. And so I do that. Yeah. And it's so hard because, you know, obviously throughout the years, I've had some really, and it wasn't even like, you want to know what's weird. It's like, I think back to like, I have probably two friendships that ended that like, I don't think I'll ever have closure on like ever. Mm.
1: Brooke. I was going to say, I, I love that though.
3: Like, I love that you're bringing that up because I think so often we really want closure with all of our relationships And it's actually just not necessary, you know, and Mm. sometimes it's not even attainable. And sometimes it's not healthy, honestly, like for you to kind of gain that closure. And I've experienced that in my own life where a friend was actually a, a male friend. It wasn't even another female, but he was in my life for really big events, like really big events, um, happened to be visiting here like the day after my son died, like came to the hospital, I mean, like here for really monumental events and come to find out he was not the person that I thought he was. And that friendship ended so abruptly in a sense of like, I didn't feel safe in the relationship anymore and just... Blocked. I mean like wow. immediate block. Oh like we're not having a conversation because I know that it's not gonna go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I've seen what I've yes. needed to see. Yep. You are no longer safe in my life. Bye bye. Yep. And wow. he tried to reach out about three months ago. Uh there were three of us that ended our friendship with him, actually. And he reached out to all of us via social media around the same time and we're all talking. And I was like, Okay, I've always wanted like closure. Like this person was like in my life for these moments. And there was this like, did I do something wrong by ending it that abruptly, you know, like having a little bit of guilt and almost second guessing myself, even though I knew it was the right decision. And I opened up that window, just a tiny little crack and kind of gave him the opportunity to own up to some stuff. And it was just gaslighting manipulation. I was like, well, I
1: made the right decision.
3: And, you know, some of the other people that had ended their relationship with him really sought that closure and you're seeking something that you're never going to get right sometimes we're yeah. asking things of people or we have expectations of people they're never going to meet those expectations they're never going to give us capable. the closure that they need right they're not capable until so you're wasting your time wasting your time
0: yeah no I can understand that I still think about it though like as much as I don't need, we haven't really taught like obviously we don't talk it's it, you know, I still like their stuff on social or will say hi, like if I saw them, but like it's still a thought that crosses my mind when I think of somebody I miss. Like, I think about them, right? Like, when yeah. something happens or a moment I think about or an experience that they were part of in my life, it's something that I do think about. Like, it's a thought that crosses my mind, like, whatever happened. And that's, I think, the hardest part has been for me to, in my own personal healing journey is like accepting that they were there to serve a purpose. And I'll never forget this. I, when my dad's dog was sick and it was like right around the time that would be three years from the date my dad died. And I went and saw, I saw psychic medium when my parents passed. It was like, it was exactly what I needed. And so when my dad's dog was sick, I made an appointment with her. I called and I said, hey, I really need to get in. And she said, I can hear in your voice that you need to come. And so I get there and I'm telling her the story, you know, and long story short, she was like, you know, your dad's waiting. He, you know what the right decision is. Then we get to the end and she goes, Elizabeth, she was like, I want you to come back. I know we didn't talk about anything personal, but she's like, you have a friendship that is ending and it served its purpose in your life. And like deep down, I knew which one it was, but I don't Mm. think I was ready to let go of it. Mm -hmm. And there was like a group of us that were also friends with her. And she just kind of like, none of us like stopped talking to all of us. Like, it, you know, if we, if we commented on social or DM her, like she would, or like, if you reached out to her, it was like, Oh, I miss you so much. And it was like, but do you like, we haven't talked to you. You haven't responded to anyone or like you say that. And then we try to get together. Even when we got together, like after it was just like really awkward. And I was like, okay. And it was like me doing my own like my own healing on that, that I couldn't change that situation. And I'll never know why it didn't work. Do you know what I mean? Or so I think it's still like something that I think about. And when I hear people talk about breakups, it's like, we didn't actually officially break up, which is the weird part. It was just, it was done and over. Like we used to hang out all the time and spend so much time together. And it was just like, done and over. And I think like, for me, trust and safety is such a big thing for me and a friendship that that was like, Oh, so like I have this thought in my head. Sometimes it's like, Oh, it's going to happen again. If I don't do what they want me to do, or if I say something that, you know, I speak my truth. Or I And I'm really honest with them that it's
1: going to happen again. You know, like, and it's that abandonment thing coming back from my own childhood. Mm-hmm. I think I've definitely had something similar to that one with like the group of like girls that I was friends with and when this particular incident happened and there was some gossip and someone said, went back and said, I said some things that I didn't say and, and all of that type of stuff. We, we went from hanging out all the time for 10 years to now we barely text in our group. And it's sort of like that same thing we, where we all sort of got like cut off. Mm. And then I had another friendship in which it was a complete breakup. Like we tried, like it was a text message of like the, we were in public at something and the person laughed abruptly. And then I tried to like reach out to him and say, are you okay? Like, uh, what's going on? And they were like, you know, I just can't be friends with you anymore. And I was like, What? like completely out of nowhere. Like we were just having a really good day. But I also know that they had a lot going on in their life. And they said, you know, like, you're just in a different place in your life right now. And I'm in a different place in my life. And after four years of friendship, they were like, I don't think we can be friends anymore. Mm-hmm. And that hurt because for me, I'm like, well, what did I do? Did I do something? And maybe I didn't do anything. But for them, they just like needed to end it.
2: Yeah. And maybe that season was just like over. So let me speak to that, Kenesha. So I had a friendship similar, except I was the other friend. (laughs) Oh, you broke up with them? You broke broke up with them and left them hanging? I broke up with her (laughs) um, because where she was in her life was not where I was. And not saying where she was was bad. But, like, the time I had, like, three kids, a husband, and really I was overwhelmed and had lack of freedom. Whereas she had, like, an almost grown kid. Or was her kid grown? No husband. By herself. Got to travel everywhere. And I was jealous. Like, I couldn't. Mm -hmm. It's like... oh. I don't want to hear about one more fucking trip. Like for real dog. Like I'm going to need you to shut up about these fucking trips. Like I I don't, (laughs) I'm still nursing. I don't really care about a fucking trip. Um, And so, and I, but I wrote her a letter because that's just who I am. I never Mm -hmm. totally want somebody to feel like, you know, so I just, I wrote her a letter. Like I stopped talking to her. I said, you know what? I can't like, it's not you. Like kind of it's not you, it's me. Like right now. It's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. Like I want you to live your best life. I want you to have fun. I'm just not in the space right now to be a the friend that you need. And so I backed out. So like I like if I break up with somebody, not the yeah. Normally when I break up with somebody, if it's someone that I actually cared about, you will get a letter. I might feel too because I felt too embarrassed to have that conversation over the phone, Mm -hmm. right? OK, but she got a letter. And there's been times where I've just like like, Brooke, I've cut people the fuck off. Look, I, you're not on social with me. I have blocked you on every social media platform. You cannot call my house. I have re- anything you try to send to me. I have returned it. You narcissistic, wow. crazy person. You will know we're not doing this. Bye bye.
1: <laughs> so question for you, like. Have you ever been in contact with them after because now you're in a different part of life or is it just something that like has never come back? Because I feel like I'm
2: curious, but will we ever be friends again? I don't think so, but I'm still like curious. So we see each other in passing. We have some of the same social media friends and we can have general conversation banter on social. But will we ever mm-hmm. go back to hanging out and going out? Like, we're we're never going to go back to that. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not mm-hmm. her. It's just that now I'm totally in a different place. And she's yeah. like, you know, we're just different. I, I like that letter
3: piece, though, because we really need to normalize how to like end relationships that aren't romantic. Like, nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about having those conversations and being really honest with each other of just hey, it was good for a season and now it's kind of getting weird. And I think we have expectations for each other that we just can't meet anymore. And I love you. Wish all the best for you. Yeah. Bye. Like, you know, like we just don't No, We don't have those conversations.
2: And I always send her love and like in what she does. Like, I don't have any ill feelings. It's just that we were not we weren't mind melded. It just didn't work out. You weren't what? Mind melded. Mind melded. Yeah. It just energetically was not the bee's knees for me. And I don't want to fake and act like, oh my God, you're my best friend and we're going to be here forever and ever. Like, I am way too grown for that. (laughs) I
0: think that's so hard for women because I hear this a lot is, you know, I have several friends that are like, I feel like there's something wrong with me because I don't have friends from high school. I talk to girls and they're like, yeah, my girls said I've been high school since high school. We're going You know, and our 40th, you know, we've known each other since we were in the womb and um, you know, stuff like that. And I think (laughs) so many women feel like there's something wrong with them because they didn't sustain friendships throughout their childhoods into high school, into college, into you know, any of those times. And they they literally feel like there is something wrong with them. I, I literally just had this conversation the other day and they're like, I get so anxious when people are, or not even anxious. Maybe it's like sad because I don't have that. And then I see how different my friendships are through seasons or through the years. And I just want to have a friend that I've had, you know, for my life or throughout, you know, for 10 years or a decade or whatever the case may be. And and I think I can feel that so deeply with her. Like, I, I felt that in my body.
2: But is that even realistic, though? Like, it just depends. It's like a marriage. Right, Elizabeth? Like, you know, sometimes yeah. I can marry you and this month we're good. But if there's a shift, then we're, you know, and we can't work it out through therapy or whatever. Then we get divorced. But most friendships don't go to therapy. Like, I wish they did. I wish they That would be so be awesome. awesome. It would be cool. That would be so cool. <laughs> But most friends won't go to therapy to fix issues. Right. And I think that's Mm -hmm. why I have my vault friend. We're willing to do kind of out of the box things when, and have the hard conversations about when you did this, I felt X When like, to be able to have that and to evolve and grow with each other. Sometimes, you know, friendships are like a marriage. If they are not willing to evolve and grow, or you're not willing to evolve and grow, it's a season type of deal. I think high school friendships are um, a hallmark misnomer. I don't know anybody. And maybe that's just my, um, what do you want to call it? My angst or my cynicism. I think it's a hallmark misnomer. Like, I've moved all over the country. I haven't lived in the same town my whole life. And all of the girls that I was friends with in like middle school and high school, I don't know where them girls at. Shoot. (laughs) But that's a good point because I think it depends on too,
3: yeah, not only your life, but where you grew up. Like I grew up outside of DC. Everyone was government or military, you know, contracts, like people were just in and out all the time. And then I moved to Michigan. I was like, y'all have been here your whole lives this is weird. Like, what is <laughs> happening here? But, and I thought it was going to be hard to make adult friends. Cause I was like, man, everybody has their whole like group established and they've had their like high school friends forever. But honestly, it, it hasn't been that difficult. You know, I, it, I think it's just, it also depends on your intentionality and how you put yourself out there and the people that you are trying to connect with, yeah. you know, and yeah. that's why I really like spaces that Detroit mom, holds like retreats or reclaim and things like that because there are people that are intentional and they I mean when I go to an event like that I'm like hey and I don't really know them but I also have heard a lot of their stuff so I, it's like a different level and a different energy than if I yeah. just were to meet someone at a coffee shop you know like yeah. the Detroit yeah. mom crew that I have met it's a very different relationship just baseline yeah. because of the intentionality and the depth and vulnerability
1: that's what I was yeah. thinking about too, the Detroit mom retreat to reclaim all the different groups of friendships we have, because even with retreat to reclaim, if you've been to more than one retreat, you might have different retreat groups like right, like your work friends and then your home friends. And then I do have a high school friend, actually middle school friend that we've been friends for 25 years. That's and awesome. I've moved across the country. Nice. She's moved to go to college where like But we still talk, like, every day. But do we see each other all the time? No. Like, but we'll exchange texts and things like that. But curious on your thoughts of friends of a different gender since Brooke brought it up.
3: (laughs) Do you want my thoughts?
1: I have male friends. I have male friends.
3: I... Coming from, I'm not even going to say where I went to school.
1: There will be so much judgment.
3: Uh, Coming from the super conservative school that I went to, you know, male friendship was like not a thing. And it was an interesting era for me. I would say a huge season of growth and change. And I recognize the importance of that friendship. And I think that's why I grieve it so much because I felt like it worked. I was like, oh, like this is a, this is somebody that is not my gender that I'm really connecting with, that I feel comfortable with, that my husband feels comfortable with, you know, all of those things, all the boxes were checked in that area. And I think that's why it's a huge loss in that aspect. And now I'm like, okay, I believe it can happen, but I don't have that right now. Unless they're, you know, like, a friend's husband that I like joke with or something.
0: Yeah. Like Kanisha, I can see where you're going with this. Just kind of curious, maybe on the the other side of it, like, because husbands and jealousy and like, what if you met a man that you really enjoyed at this space in your life and you guys became friends? Like, do you know what I mean? Like what what mm-hmm. exactly would that, is that where you're going? Kanisha? Like,
1: Yeah. That's what I was thinking about a little bit. Like I have male friends that Mostly work friends, especially like that, we'll all go to conferences together and eat or go hang out or have brunch. And like, my husband doesn't care, but like, it's interesting, like, because I openly talk about it with him that I don't limit my friendships just to women, but also I'm not out here like trying to slide into someone else's DMs or anything like that. That's not my thing. Yeah. But I, <laughs> but I, but I make friends online that are male and female and just like, keep it at that. But
2: so I have prior to marriage and dang in high school, all of my friends were guys. I did not hang out with women at all point the blank, the period. I like the directness. I didn't want, you know, you've got my boyfriend drunk. Like I hung out with guys. It was just real. It felt real simple and just real clear cut. I didn't start getting female friends until like I started working at the bank, like in my early 20s. But now I kind of have male acquaintances, like they're not like my besties, Mm -hmm. like we're not about to go out and have brunch. But most of them that I know, I also know their wives. They also know like my husband. Um, I'm a bit more conservative when it comes to that. No, my husband cannot have female friends. No, because them bitches is up to something. So no, he cannot have a female friend. So <laughs> okay. Girl, my husband, fine, you can't be his friend. So <laughs> but in the same reframe, like he has acquaintances that are women. Like his best friends are male. But like for him to have yeah. a best female friend, like that's that's not happening. But I don't have a best male friend. Like as we become more connected, he's not my best friend cuz I don't want to go riding bikes all the time like so that's what he got a best friend for that for but I am his friend and we do yeah. share things did I answer your question Kanisha yeah cuz
1: I would say that like some would say well my spouse is my best friend yeah, and I'm like friend. well they're my friend but they're not my best friend I'm not going <laughs> my spouse is my best friend Oh I love that for you <laughs> yeah, my spouse is my best friend
2: That is so dope yeah. Yeah, I'm not playing World of Warcraft or riding bikes I think they're different. I think they're
0: two different things. So like you have a best friend, like a girlfriend that you tell a certain thing, then you like my husband, I have all of these other things, right? So like, I don't know, I can see it. But then like, right, your husband's your ride or die or your partner, whatever you're in an intimate relationship. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. And then girlfriends, I think that's the thing, like I know from my own experience, like I do, you know, I'll always question like, okay, is it gonna, you know, like, because I know abandonment from my childhood is a thing that, mm-hmm. you know, like this sense of belonging and things like that. And I think that's just why, like, I, I kind of want to go back to what you said, Brooke, about like normalizing, having that conversation when things aren't, are okay, like, or you guys aren't jiving anymore. Like, I don't know why it's so hard. Like, why as adult women, we can't just be like, this isn't working, this is what happened instead of like ignoring that person or not saying anything or just like, that's the part that bothers me the most. It's like, I know, like, I'm not stupid. Like, I feel it. I can, it's an inner knowing that something isn't right. But you're like, no, we're good. Everything's fine. And then what I think happens is then they're going and they're talking shit about you to somebody else or behind your back or saying this stuff instead of like, why do women find it so necessary to talk shit about each other instead of going to that person, like having the telephone game or, you know, texting behind your back or doing stuff like that, or like making snide comments when you're out. Like, (laughs) yeah. Can you believe like, not that this has happened that I know of, like she's living in Alaska. Like, can you believe that? Like, Oh my God. You know, like two other people that we know. And like I said, I'm not using the same anyone has done this to me that I know of, but like, I think it bothers me so much that we can't actually have a conversation or even recognize when like, oh, if I feel the desire to talk shit about her or I have an issue with her, it's actually not really about her. It's about me. Yeah, it's about me. And so like being able, like I had a situation with a friend and I was like, this really triggered me. And she was like, kind of upset that I expressed how I felt. And I was like, again, this is about me. This isn't about you. I'm letting you know that. I'm letting you know I'm triggered by this right now because it takes me back to my childhood and reminds me of what didn't happen in my own childhood, yeah. yeah, and so I'm like reliving that experience, but like I don't feel like she received it in the way that like I was trying to be really honest in how I felt instead of like i'm I'm a good suppressor, right like, oh, this bothered me, I'm gonna suppress it because it makes everybody else more comfortable, and I think most women do that. we don't actually speak our mind or share when things aren't right, or we're feeling a certain way because we just get really good at like, okay, let me just add that to the list of things that you've done to me throughout our friendship. Let me just keep adding it and keep adding it. And then let me go talk to other people about it. that it's bothering me instead of like- Having a conversation women with you. Come, yeah. Like women will come to me like and share something with me. I'm like, have you talked to her about this? And they're like, oh, no, cool I that. don't even know what to say. Yeah. So it's like, I'm always trying to encourage, you I think you should maybe try to have a conversation. And if at that point, if nothing can be, if nothing can be resolved, like you've, you've expressed how you felt, like they still weren't receiving it. Right. Then obviously that's totally different. But I think that if we don't even take that first step, it's like, Hey, I want to let you know this happened and this is what I felt. And this is how it made me, you know, like, this is why I feel this way. I don't think that we can progress as women, right? If we're constantly having issues and not speaking about them and suppressing them and then talking shit about them and doing all these things, it's just, especially for me, I see it so clearly being around so many women all the time. But
2: Elizabeth, we have all had therapy. This is why we are able to do the, like prior to therapy, I wasn't able to to have these types of conversations, I would talk the shit. I would just ghost because I got it from my mama and not saying that there's, okay. you know, I don't want to say that there's anything wrong with my mom. I mean, like in general, my aunts and yeah. all of them, this is how a lot of the women, not just women in my family, but this is how I witnessed women behaving. Like they would go up to a woman and go, Hey girl, how you doing? Oh, I miss you. You're the best. Girl, let me tell you, that bitch is crazy, okay? Yes, mm. she left her kids outside, like she not doing this. So, I mean, that's just the environment that many of us grew up in and learning how to go, girl, do you know that your ability to live your life freely is triggering me? Because I don't feel like I can live my life freely. Having that conversation yeah. is vulnerable and we always feel like we have to carry somebody else's feelings. So that's another reason mm-hmm. why I think a lot of the times, you know, women don't say anything Gossip is such a faux connection right? too.
3: like it, it aligns you for that moment. And I think it feels really good. Like, that's why we're all like, we've, we're all guilty right. of it. Like we've all done it in mm-hmm. life yeah.
1: yeah. because it for a you second, feel like a you feel like, and hype yeah, like you're
3: vibing mm-hmm. with that person. You're on the same page, even if you're really not right. Like you're, you're just trying to have that connection in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's false. Like it's not real but it gives us that momentary connection that we're striving for. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: I even think about, look at the movie Mean Girls that like has, we think about it for our generation. That's like one of our favorite movies. And yet I think about it and I watch it now or I've watched it recently. And I'm like, I used to do all of those things. And this, like you said, Charmaine, like, Oh, I love your skirt. That is the ugliest skirt that I've ever seen. (laughs) Like, or just, like trying to get in with the crowd to, to make the friends for the superficial part of it. Yeah. But then like when you, I feel like in my thirties, like I've become my most real self where I'm like, I'm not doing any of that anymore. Yeah. Like
2: It's exhausting. And like you said, mm-hmm. Brooke, it's a false sense of connection. Like in the beginning, it's like, yeah, let's get together and hate up on such and such. And then it begins to get really heavy because that's all yeah. you're talking about. And you Mm -hmm. go ahead.
3: Yeah, You don't have to share anything about yourself. Right. So -hmm. you're having this connection (laughs) without having to be vulnerable. And so it's destined to fail. Like a friendship like that is nothing to stand on. It's not foundational.
2: You don't want to say anything personal because you're talking shit with this person about somebody else. So, you know, they're going to be talking (laughs) shit about you. So you're definitely not going to share anything vulnerable with them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There
3: has to be space because not everyone's in therapy. (laughs) where you can talk to someone about a situation with another friend and get honest feedback about yourself or even like practice how you want to have that confrontation right, right? Mm-hmm. so I-, I think there's there's such a fear about being a gossip that we don't know who we can trust and actually gain feedback from either because if i have yes. a situation with someone i'm going to want to talk to someone else about it and be like okay give me your perspective. Like, am I in the wrong here? Do Mm -hmm. I need to say something? Is this something that is worth confronting? Or am I just on my period this week and my (laughs) hormones are jacked up and you know that I'll be fine next Mm -hmm. week. And to have somebody that can give you that honest feedback, have that conversation and also point you back to, okay, like, you know what you need to say. You just need to go say it. Like we got to end this conversation. It's not productive anymore. You know, like there has to be that exchange too. We've got to create safety for that as well. We can't just be like, you're a gossip or you just don't talk about anything ever.
2: But we know when we're gossiping and when we're actually seeking feedback, those are two different energies. Even if it's a similar conversation, the energy in, I really feel like Elizabeth was mean to me. And you know, I got back with her, and for you as a friend to go, but girl, she really was not me. Like, let's break it down. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know that wasn't her intent. Like, it takes people that know how to process, <laughs> and
0: yeah. even to call you out on. It's like having those friends that could call you out in your bullshit and be oh, yeah. like, "This isn't actually about them. This is everything to do with wow. you." You know, and I think that that's the thing we strive for, right? Is for friends that yeah. can validate us and like, see when it's not on, like when it's somebody else and those friends, it can be like, that's your shit. You need to deal with it. You know, like, and I think that's the, the difference, right? Like when you're going to a brook, like the gossiping part is like, you know, telling, you know, okay. So I was think about it this way. This is why I'm so, I'm always so cautious when I say to anybody, because like, I can say something about someone that person perceives it completely wrong. Like yeah. it's not exactly how it unfolded. They're now going to tell somebody else and they're, that person now has their whole their own idea of how, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so then that the game of telephone. Has,
2: exactly. <laughs> and so like,
0: I think that that is why women are so cautious or there's just women who are so oblivious and just they are like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to talk. I don't care what people think. Whereas like, like you said, the other side of it, like mm-hmm. people, especially people who have, they're doing their own inner work and really working through their own stuff to be able to recognize. Like, I hope to be that friend to people that that can call them out and also love them and validate them when it's necessary, but not all. I don't want you to always be on my side. No, I no. I want to be able to share a situation with you. And You tell me I'm dead ass wrong. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like I I want to hear that, and also like I love what you said, Brooke. Is like also having those, you know, the difference between gossip and then being able to talk through that situation. But I think the thing is you have to have that friend. And I think the issue is a lot of women don't Don't. have -hmm. that person or that friend that they feel safe with. And I think, you know, for me, friendship is safety is trust, like things like that. So I think it's really hard when situations happen. And I'm like, how do you build that back up again? you know, like I've had, or I've allowed it or whatever the case may be, but I don't know, just thinking of things that I've heard through from women throughout the years and how hard it is just to even find friends in the stage of motherhood. That's more than just, yeah, Susan, she is in ballet. It's so amazing. Oh my God, you should see Jasper. He is just excelling at math. It's just, you wouldn't even believe it.
2: Oh my God, what are oh you guys doing get him there? I quit that I, I call it the black top <laughs> I call it the black top mom. Yeah. is where you move. I quit them. Yeah, I quit them. <laughs> it's so exhausting. But I think that that comes
0: with growth, right? That yeah. comes with like mm-hmm. this desire to really belong to like a person or with a few people versus like being liked by everybody or, you know, like, and I think as a young mom, as, as women, you know, are having kids in their twenties, or I can look, you know, I just turned 40, obviously. So my perspective is so different than somebody who's my daughter's age or, you know, different things like that, like how to really cultivate that and foster it. And like, I think this is why it's so important. You, You say mean girls is to teach our girls this or our kids, not even just our girls, but like our kids how to be a good friend when we hear them talking shit. you yeah, able to say, yeah. what did you think? How did that make you feel? I know you were just on the phone with who you're talking about. And you guys were like all chummy, how did that make you feel when you were just talking poorly about her to your other friend? Like, mm. I wanna know, did that make you feel really good inside? And what I'm recognizing is it's this, like you said, Brooke, this thing that bonds them. And I think that they feel like they have to do this. And I'm like, is this always going to be this way? Or is is there a point where we can teach them to be and do better?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that with friendship comes risk, right? And so for the women that are saying, Hey, I don't have those relationships. Like I can't find those people. Okay. Well also what are you doing? Like, what are you offering? I think a lot of times we sit around and we're like, Hey, give me this nugget of something deep from you. So I know you want to be like a good friend and we can go there. Yeah. Okay. Well, sometimes you have to put it out there and see how people like that. That's the, my litmus test. I'm like, I'm going to give you this thing. And then how you respond in these next 30 minutes, <laughs> I'm, that tells me if I can give you more or yeah. if like, okay, like you're not going to be that friend for me. I mean, one of my closest friends here, The reason that we are is because one day I called her and I was like, I don't know who else to talk to. And I'm having a really hard time in my marriage. And that Mm -hmm. unlocked like our friendship. Mm -hmm. And you, I had to take that step, you know, you've got to be willing to be vulnerable and put yourself out there. And I think that's what we teach our children to be who you are, be firm about it and confident in it and share yourself with other people. And the people that stick around and share themselves too, like, those are your people. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh,
3: I love that. Charmaine, you were going to say something.
2: Oh, I was going to say, as long as there is reality TV, unfortunately, young girls will not have the examples that they need outside of us to adequately manage that area. And I'm not blaming reality TV because it's just a manifestation of the shit that was already going on without the cameras that they could still see within their peer groups and things like that. Honestly, I think this was started because the patriarchy didn't want women to be friends. And so they found ways to insidiously get us to hate each other because once Mm -hmm. you really get to know another woman, there's no way you can talk shit about her. Like, I know you're going through your own stuff. Like, we're all just trying our best. Like, I honestly know at at the core that you're trying your best. And so I can't honestly judge you as a mom without judging myself. Exactly. Because I'm not perfect either. So, but again, it's just like this, this whole, which is why, you know, conspiracy theorist moment which is why I think a lot of these things are being shown on TV. Women who can't hold friendships, grown women who can't hold friendships. And so you have us mirroring what we see, even though it's not the best behavior. So you really have to get clear yeah. and ask yourself, what do I want out of a friendship? What am I looking for? What type of person do I want to attract into my life? Because of the nature of how the universe likes to be funny, sometimes it, get, it takes a minute to attract the person you're looking for. So you're going to have to kiss some friendship frogs, but yeah, it's a part of the learning experience. That's my soulbox. But But you, you got to get clear about what you want and how you're willing to show up. You got to be honest clear and honest. Well, and you, you have to be willing to do the work. Yes. Friendship mm-hmm. is work. You have to be willing is
0: to work. literally, yeah. Like you, you mm-hmm. have to, you know, check in, like when you're thinking about them, like, Hey, I, just, you know, I was thinking about you. How are you doing Or yeah. You know, this morning I had like a tea coffee chat with a friend that I haven't talked to in so long. And it's like, I want, to make an effort to connect with people and like how can I do that? And that might be through voice memo. So if I don't talk to you on a regular basis, or like even if I do, how am I showing up for you? Or I'm asking how you're doing? Am I making it about you or tending to your needs or things like that? And so I think that's a big piece is like really understanding what it takes to have a good friendship because it is a two-way street, right? Have you ever heard that like I haven't heard from her. And it's like, Have you reached out to her though? Yeah. You know, or have you shared with her how you're feeling? Or like, she always wants to talk about herself. And it's like, okay, have you told her that? Like, you know, I, I think there's just so many different ways that we can view friendship. And I know for me, prioritizing friendship and friendships and relationships is very important to me. It always has been. It always will be. You know, I, my mom had one friend, literally one. And even thinking back, like, I don't even know if it really, if she really felt happy in that friendship, it was just this one friend that I think put up with her like ups and downs of her mental health issues. And I think that's a huge thing, right? Is, you know, I, that's what I witnessed. And I think that I've created spaces because I've always longed for that. Right. It's like, to feel deeply connected to other women and to be able to share my story or my heart or what I'm going through. Like, no, like, and that's what's always beautiful is having different women going through different seasons where you can share different things with them, you know, where maybe this friend you're sharing this and this friend, you know, can really relate because she's been through it. So you're sharing this and it doesn't mean you're not going to share with her, but like, you know who to go to because you, you've created this system of people. And I think the thing is too, that. Recognizing in my 40 years of life that every person that I've crossed paths with, even if it's for like moments in time or for years, served a purpose in my life and were there for a very specific reason or continue to be there for a very specific reason. And I think that a lot of times that's really hard to digest. That it's like, okay, like even with the story I was sharing where the psychic medium was like, this friendship has served its term. And I was just like, but I don't want it to be over. Like, mm-hmm. and I never went back and saw her because I, I don't think I was ready to receive what she had to say. And this was still very much like that I didn't even started my healing journey yet. Now I can see it so clearly. I can look at the situation and see it all so clearly, even though it's still hard to accept and understand, I can see it so clearly. And I don't even know if we would be friends at this point in my life because my life is so different than it was when we were friends. Do you know what I mean? Like my healing journey now, the person that I am, the businesses that I have, the people I associate with, the friends that I, I love and adore, like all those things, like that looks so different now. So I don't even know if we would be friends at this stage. You know, it's just, it's just so interesting. And I hear it. You know, I'm around women all of the time. Like my husband's always like, you have like 25
1: notifications
0: (laughs) and it's like, yeah, I know. And I can't respond to all of them or like, it's delayed or like, I'll get, I try to listen to them or like right now I'm on a four hour time difference. So like, say when I get a moment to respond to somebody, it's midnight there when it's eight o'clock here and I'm like, shit, I can't text them. You know, so like, I have really had to sit down with myself, even being here, and like, who do I want to make sure I'm keeping in contact with, or, you know, setting up video chats? So yeah, right. So we can see each other. Like, I know I talk to you guys and stuff, but like, actually, other than podcast stuff, like, how can we connect on that level too? Um, Because they are really important. And I think you know, Charmaine, you said it so so well. Is like deciding what you want in a friendship, deciding putting out to the universe, this is what I want. Like. I want to be surrounded with women that are doing this, or I want to be surrounded with women that get me and that want to hold space for me and witness me and cheer me on because that's a whole nother thing, right? Like being surrounded by women that truly have your best interest or cheering you on. And that's that's like a whole nother topic. I was talking to a girlfriend that was like, I'm better online friends, better online friends, women who support me, hmm. who listen to me. I do have with women in real life. That's crazy. Super crazy. You know, when you have women that are cheering you on from afar, you know, I don't know, Brooke, do you feel like, do you hear that, you know, at all, like in general, like are women struggling with friendship when it comes, you know, from the the therapeutic side?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think it, it goes back to having those honest conversations. I think it's, um, a lot easier or you have more motivation to figure out, how to communicate better in a romantic relationship or with your partner than with a friendship and recognizing that those relationships are just as important in owning those communication skills and being able to have that back and forth and that open and vulnerable you know foundation of hey this kind of hurt my feelings or i didn't like the way you said that or i felt left out or just whatever it is that you need to share, just really focusing on those communication skills. And a lot of people that come to therapy, they don't know how to communicate with their friends. You know, they focus more on their family or their partner, like I said, and we have to kind of put a spotlight on that, you know, that you can also use therapy to come and, and figure out how just to communicate in general, you know, like how to, be better at saying what you need and what you want and what your expectations are and being really clear about that.
1: Oh, I've definitely learned that. My therapist was like, Kinesha, get your shit together and open and say what you want. And then it worked, y'all, when you did it.
3: <laughs> yeah. People are mind, people are oh mind God, readers. <laughs> even, if, even if you've known your friends since middle school, people are not mind readers. No. They're just yeah. not. They got their own shit going um, on. Yep. They do. And, you know, I think
0: if anything, like I hope that people listening, women listening to this right now, take away like so much from this and having better communication with friends and learning to speak up and being themselves. And if you speak up and it doesn't work out, being able to release that and let it go, you know, just there's, I think there's so much goodness in this episode, just about how to, to handle relationships but even if you see yourself in one of us reach out to us we've been there yeah. like we can we can support you and chat with you and uh love on you because i think that's the hard part is we feel so much shame when things don't work yeah. out or we wonder what's wrong with us or you know this constant desire to, to think that it all is us like god there's something wrong with me i can't maintain friendships or this just doesn't isn't working out and so hopefully in this episode if i see that that it's not always you it's not. So anyways, thank you guys for being here. We will see you next week. And if you have anything or need anything, or you just want to chat, make sure you drop into our DMs. You can find all of our social handles in the show notes and other
1: than that, have a great day. Bye.